Uh, <laughs> what's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. No guests. Guests uh, couldn't make it. That's the tough thing about guests, man. Sometimes they can't make it. And then I'm here holding the bag. Sabrina's here, producer extraordinaire. You can hear her voice. What it do. Just so everybody knows, I am here taking questions from the Patreon. If you're not a part of the Patreon, you're missing out, man. I know you want to ask him questions in real time. In the real time. Yo, uh, drink more water, y'all. Make sure you're getting your daily dose. Drink a lot of water every single day. Don't just do the bare minimum, man. Get the extra water in. If you feel like you're drinking too much water, drink a little bit more. Because uh, your body needs it, your body wants it, your body craves it. Your body don't really need the stuff you're craving, but it needs that water. Your body don't need the coffee that you're addicted to. You may think it. You may feel it. And you might you might have to be with, you know, weaned off. It's like it's like heroin addiction. They gotta throw you up in the room and then you in there with the sweats. You in there sweating like Pookie from New Jack City. And you gotta do push-ups to get your life back in order. You know what I'm saying? Then when you get your life turned back around, you're going to have those close calls where you, you, you're you going to want to go to Starbucks and get a coffee, but then, you, you know what I'm saying, you're going you're gonna to persevere, and then you're going to feel like you're ready to be thrown back into the mix, and you're going to be begging people, like, man, give me another chance, man. It's not just a job. And then they're going to give you another job, and then, you know, you're not going to be ready like you thought you was, and they're going to put you in a coffee environment. And then you're going to revert back to the coffee addiction. Then you're going to start drinking coffee and you're going to be wilding out at work and you're going to be doing push-ups and talking about people's titties. And then they're going to snatch you up and find out that you were wired by the police and then they're going to kill you. And then Ice-T is going to mourn your death. Is that what you want? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you want? Hmm? We are back. Verbal cardio, man. Verbal cardio is going to be here every week. And if I know I can't do a certain week, I'm going to double up on the episodes, man. I'm committing to verbal cardio here and now. Okay? You say that sounds epic, Jerome, man. Look out, man. You don't want that life for yourself. You don't want that life for yourself. Shout out to uh, DJ Lil Man from Columbus, Ohio, man. He got me this Sade um, sweatshirt. He gave me actually two sweatshirts and two T-shirts. Got Sade on it because everybody knows I'm a Sade fan. Big, big fan. I guess I'm a stan. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm a Sade stan, actually. So I'm in that category. So he he hooked these up for me. Shout out to him. DJ Lil Man, Columbus, Ohio. If you're watching, I don't know if you watch my, my podcast, but DJ Lil Man 614 on Instagram. We got a picture together right now on his IG. We standing there, and he is little. He is little, you know what I'm saying? Like DJ Lil Man, he 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 goes by that name for a reason. Shout out music don't be hidden for you. Of course it don't hit for you, Slorita. Slorita says shout out music don't be hidden for him. That's because, you know, it's too slow for you. It's too soft. Everything about Slorita is hard edge. It's gritty. Slorita, Slorita don't be laughing. He don't be smiling. When the TV is off, he just be sitting in the corner looking at the wall. He'd be pissed all the time. The guitar solo in Voyage to Atlantis by the Isley Brothers don't even move him. Nice. So, you know, it's 
You know, we get it. We get it that Sade's music don't move you. You know what I'm saying? Slarita, who is your favorite music artist of all time? All time. Silence. He said these things are true about me. I know Tupac. Okay, okay, it makes sense. Tupac was serious business. But Tupac also had fun. He was getting around. He was smiling. Tupac smiled a lot. He did. He he used to smile a lot, and he had like a twinkle in his eye. Yeah, he had a sparkle. Right. His eyelashes was long. Oh, beautiful, gorgeous. Slarita be dead ass all the time. Slarita be like, nah, man. Slarita shaved his eyelashes off, and his eyebrows. Man, serious business. <laughs> so we can't read his emotion. Slarita shaved off his eyebrows, so we can't read the emotion. He hit us with the Whoopi Goldberg. So, so Tupac is your favorite of all time. Okay. All right. Not mad at that. Not mad at the Tupac pick. Tupac is a great artist, great actor. Um, Sky was the limit for Tupac. I'm mad that he got killed. You know what I'm saying? Murdered. Y'all, do y'all realize how many rappers have been murdered? More so than any other genre of music, rappers have been murdered at an alarming rate. I feel like... Every week I read on Hip Hop DX about another rapper getting killed. Whether they're big time or not, it's just like, yo. It'd be a lot of rappers I've never heard of, and I'm like, man, why are we always getting murdered out? It's the environment. It's the vibe. It's the music. And it's just like, man, Biggie and Tupac supposed to still be here. This wasn't no health-related issues. This was straight murder. And it's a cold game, man. John Lennon got in on that. You could probably, John Lennon was murdered. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. You can probably count on one hand how many country singers have been murdered. I'm not in that country life, but, you know, I don't hear a lot about country stars getting shot up in the pickup truck in the Chevy F-150, the Chevy Half-Ton. But we back, man. Verbal cardio. Me running my mouth for 30 minutes and, and more. You know what I mean? Let's talk about what's going down right now, man. Dave Chappelle. That's a big topic on my timeline. See him everywhere, man. Netflix. Feeling the pressure. They out, they out in front of Netflix protesting. Shit hit the fan. The shit hit the fan. Um, I didn't foresee this type of reaction. Um, I feel like Sticks and Stones was more of a, you know, uh, jabbier comedy, if you will. I'm going to always lean towards the comedian, though, because I don't, I don't really like, uh, I don't really like people censoring stand-up comedians, because I am one. So, you know, because I, I, you know, I've been in the audience where, you know, white comedians make some black jokes, and I'll be like, where, where you coming from with this? But that's just my own personal. I'll just be like, mm, you could be racist, but I just hold that in, keep it to myself, or I might even tell them about it, but I'm not going to be like, you know, don't talk about this on stage, man. You you got to let the audience. We cater to the audience at the end of the day, and it's like if the joke is funny, then they be like, we good. And it's been some, it's been some jokes I've seen White comedians doing where it's just like, 
You racist, ain't you? Like, I can feel it underneath your jokes. Like, you know, you, you're getting your nut off. You're getting your bigotry nut off. And then I'm just like, but, you know. And if people don't laugh, I'm like, well, your joke's not funny. So hopefully that'll be enough to deter you from those type of jokes if it doesn't hit. Now, if it's slaughters in the white room in the middle of Nebraska, then they probably going to keep doing that joke. But they ain't going to be able to do it at the Apollo Theater in Harlem. So you got that whole that whole dynamic. And there was a video posted of Dave Chappelle. Like he was, he was producing like a documentary about George Floyd. And he said the film festivals won't touch it now because of what's going on. So it's just like, but he really wants people to, to see that, uh, that documentary. And, you know, he's open to have discussions with the, the offended community. Um, he said that. He was like, you know, um, he said, you're not going to summon me to when we're going to have the discussion, but we can have the, we can have the discussion at my choosing and we could talk about it. So I'm like, hey, man. But we live in an era where, first of all, it's hard to cancel any comedian. It's hard to cancel any comedian. It's just, um, it's hard to do that. Especially now, today's today's society, at this day and age, man, it's hard to cancel people, especially a comedian. Because we are very much in the pulse of the now and what's going on, what's the current topic. And if we get in hot water, that hot water can become content for the next special. So it's like... Uh, you know, even something like this, you know, Dave Chappelle could do a whole set on the ramifications of his last special. He could talk about that for another 45 minutes to an hour. So there's always material uh, being made. And with stand-up comedy, we're not at the mercy of, you know, film companies or big bosses or the majority of us don't have bosses. You know, we could just be like, all right, y'all ain't fucking with me. Okay, I'll just do I'll just do live shows in every city. They can rent out a venue or just create one and then they could just still have shows and people will come out. So that's the, the big talk of the town in the in the stand up comedy community. And like for me, like, you know, what I'm saying when people are offended, I just let them be offended. I'll be like, oh, all right, you know. That hurt their feelings for 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 this reason or that reason. They felt the way. And so then you go from there. Um But he said he also said something funny in that video where he was talking about how the film festivals have turned their back on him and kind of just shutting the doors on his documentary about George Floyd. And then he he had touched on <laughs> the um the transgender woman that he had referred to in the special, uh, he was just saying that y'all have to agree that <laughs> whatever whatever her name was, they weren't funny. <laughs> and that made me laugh because <laughs> as a comedian, that made me laugh. Where are you funny though? Because that was that was my first thought. Was was this transgender woman funny on stage? Cause I'm a comedian, man. That's that's what matters to me. Was they funny? 
Her name was Daphne Dorman. Daphne who? Dorman. Dorman. Daphne Dorman. Yeah. And he was like, Daphne Dorman wasn't funny. <laughs> I also have to say this. Comedians bombing is funny. You get the secondhand embarrassment. You say not her. You get the secondhand embarrassment and all that. But those, those moments are funny, man. They make better stories. I know Sabrina tired of me tired of me talking about this, but when I bombed in the Bronx, I talk about that a lot. I've had several I've had several great shows since then. But I always come back to the bad set in the Bronx. Yes, Marie, in the shorts. Because it's funny to me. It's more compelling. It's not more compelling, but it's just like, yo, it stands out. It's the funniest story to tell. If I tell y'all, yeah, man, I went to this city and killed it. Y'all going to be happy for me. Good. Good. Of course you did. But then that's it. But then if I go tell you about a show that I did where I didn't do well, y'all going to be like, wait, what happened? You you want the full scoop. You want what happened? It's just a funnier story. The whole setup or the whole thing It's just more of a compelling story. So comedian bombing stories, I love to hear. It's not that I'm rooting for you to fail, but I just know there's a funny story attached. Knowing a comedian bombed horribly and then just walk off the stage and leave the whole venue. Like, did you stop the nah? I just went, I went straight home. But yeah, so so that's been in the news tough. And I try, I really try not to be too critical of fellow comedians stand-up specials on a public platform. I just don't really feel comfortable doing that. Cause I know a lot of people ask me, like, what do you think about Chappelle's special? And if I don't really Unless I'm giving like a rave review, which will be honest, I don't feel comfortable truly critiquing another comedy special. So with that being said, I guess y'all know how I felt about (laughs) the Chappelle special. It was a great listen, though. Great listen. I was listening. I was all in. Dave Chappelle is a great uh, orator, but... You know, I didn't really laugh a lot. So, you know, that's my that's my quick, you know. When I want to laugh at a comedy special, I watch Mike Epps specials. <laughs> Underrated, never faded. And then that, that last one he put out, is it just Mike or I'm just Mike, just one Mike, whatever it's called. Those two specials, Sebastian Maniscalco, Aren't You Embarrassed, Patrice O'Neal, uh, Elephant in the Room. Damon Wayans, The Last Stand, or Damon Wayans, uh, The Last Stand, and um, the other one. Shoot, what was the name of the the Damon Wayans special? He has The Last Stand, and was it One Night Stand? It was one of those. Hey, Sanders Robinson. What's happening? The last stand. The last stand. What was the name of the other one? Because he got uh, a still standing. Those two. Oh my God! And then Sinbad specials, man. Son of a preacher, man, and the one before that. 
Those are the ones. I like Deion Cole's last special too. I had a good time listening to that. Deion Cole is funny to me. And Deion Cole also said that bombing is funny to him. I was like, I knew it. Because Deion Cole has this way of saying something and letting the audience just sit in silence uncomfortably after he says something that, that wasn't even that funny purposely. I like that. And the way he be looking and the way he said it, good times. Um, there was something else I wanted to address. Oh, oh. Oh, so Lil Boosie and Lil Nas X. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so Lil Nas X is a troll. He's trolling everybody and is warranted because. I love it. That's how you that's how you fight people back that are constantly trolling him. So he's like, all right, y'all want this? I'm gonna match your energy and just be a troll. Since y'all gonna hate everything I do, I'm gonna really make you hate me and troll it up. And then succeed. And succeed. Very successful at trolling. And not even just trolling, like his career, he's succeeding. They oh, thought he was yeah. gonna be a one hit wonder, and that's my favorite part. He's trolling and then working hard. Yeah. He's uh He's a successful troll. Like, you know, he, he's still making hits. Mm -hmm. And videos that people are talking about. In an, in an age where he's making videos people are talking about in an age where the music video doesn't matter like it used to. So it's like his, his music videos are must-see TV now. People are like, man, what are they talking about? And then you go look at it. Mind you, I haven't really... I looked at that one video that he did where he was descending into hell or whatever. I didn't look at the ones after that, but he's doing it. So Lil Boosie, he, Lil Nas X poked him, and then Lil Boosie just went on this whole homophobic tirade on Lil Nas X. That was his rebuttal. And it was just like, first of all, everybody knows you don't feed the trolls. You don't. You got to starve a troll out. No matter, I don't care if it's a famous troll. Lil Nas X is a famous troll. The key is to handle trolls, you got to starve them. Without your response, they got nothing left to chew on. And Lil Boosie fed the troll. He was like, yeah, here's a bucket of, so now it's just like, so now Lil Boosie is like, Man, y'all say I'm homophobic, but I got all these people that agree with me. You're always going to have people that agree with you. When you're famous, you can say the dumbest shit of all time. You're going to have people in agreement. I can sit up here and say, I hate all women. There's going to be a bunch of people, yeah, yeah, women, this, that, like, like, like. I'm here for this. This is what I've been saying. I can amass a whole community of women-hating people. Men and women will be in that group too. I hate, I hate us as well. This, that doesn't make it okay. I'm st I still say some dumb shit. You can get an audience for any any type of stupid belief, any type of ignorance you hold on to. You can develop a community for that, and you can't use that to justify you being in the right just because you got some people agreeing with you. And so that's what he's leaning on. Like, man, it's mad people that's with me. On this right here. Of course. There are a lot of people out here that hate gay people. Of course they're going to be like, yeah, man, talk your shit, man. Stand firm. That doesn't make it right. So he leaning on that. So I'm just like, ugh. 
And I'm just like, is Lil Boosie still making music? And that, that's not even a diss. It's not even, I'm not even trying to lick shots. I'm just like, is he still in the studio? Because I know he just released a film. Uh, he just released a film. Shout out to uh, K-Dub. K-Dub is also in that film. Shout out to my, my dude K-Dub out of Atlanta. Um, and then, you know, he was pissed because people didn't really support the, the premiere of the film. But then, I don't know if he's making music still or not. Not that I was a big fan of his music, but, you know, that's that's why we know him. You know, so I'm just wondering, you, you back in the studio? Because one thing, man, are you... Are you in it for the love of music or do you just want the celebrity? Because, like, look at Common, for example. Common has a successful acting career, producer, um, philanthropy. He's doing all kind of stuff outside of the realm of, of hip-hop. But he still puts out hip-hop albums. Like, he just dropped one last month. So it's like, yo, he's still, even though he found success and acting and you know he's producing this that and the third and you know he's one of the producers on the shy and making documentaries and doing this but he's still dropping albums yeah he just he just dropped the album last month and but that shows you that yo i'm a musician at the end of the day even though i diversified the bonds if you will i'm still all about this music though you know he got an oscar Common has an Academy Award. He has an Emmy, and he has a um, a Grammy. So all he needs is a Tony Award. Wait, hold on. Yeah, all he needs is a Tony Award, and he'll be an EGOT. John Legend is already an EGOT because he got a Tony for something. Common is just missing that Tony Award. And then he'll be up there with Whoopi Goldberg in the EGOT realm. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. You know what I mean? Shout out to the Tony Awards, man. It's a great name for an award show. I believe in it. For a second, I was like, what? Oh. Yeah, Tony <laughs> Awards, name. man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Any questions from them? So quite. Oh, they got the questions? I feel. They got the questions. Uh, well, you answered this. Um, have you watched... You on Netflix. I know the answer, but I have not watched you at all. I've never seen any of the seasons. I haven't watched. I'm not really drawn to it. I mean, if y'all would want to watch it when I bring the movie nights back, you know, I might do it for y'all, but I'm not interested. I think it would make for great commentary ah. because it's so ridiculous. Yeah. They found out that uh, the main character. Penn Badgley is from Boston. They were mm. like, they should rename it You. Oh, because of you. Because <laughs> yeah, I love, I love. Not Wait, she's Boston. from Boston, Baltimore. 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 Now it makes sense. Baltimore, not you. Boston. You. You. Do. Yeah. That one movie we watched from Baltimore was so good because of that accent. Uh, what's it called? Charm City King. Charm City King. With Charm Meek City. Mill. Yeah, yo, Meek Mill. He did good in that. He did great. I wasn't mad at him. If you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. You'll be surprised. Meek yeah, Mills. he did his thing in that, man. Meek Mill can act. Meek Mill. Um, yeah. What else we got? Uh, how's the move going? Is Dap and Midnight settling in okay? That's from YouTube. That's an interesting name. It's not YouTube, but it's you. 
I see what they did there. Yeah. Um, maybe being scared shitless in the house. Midnight is more, he's getting his exploration on little by little. Um, Daps is a scared wreck. He'd be huddled up under the cat tower, and then he'll come to the steps. Like, we were working on the steps yesterday, so he was coming over there close. But then once I get up and start walking around, he looking at me like, oh, oh, you're walking, and then he'll run off. Um, so he doesn't like me walking around. Uh, midnight, though, he's getting his Explorer on. He's being annoying at the bedroom door. I'm scared he's going to scratch up the paint on the door. Um, so now I'm just worried. That in their little section, I have their litter box over there, but I don't I don't want it to stay there at all. It has to move. Yeah. So I don't want them to get attached. I want them to to go where the litter box is gonna be. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put their old litter boxes full of shit and piss where they can smell themselves, put that down in the area, take them to that area and be like, yo, this is where y'all need to be doing this. Where it goes down. Yeah, because y'all not gonna be doing it over here. But they slowly getting midnight is gonna get acclimated first though. Because he's moving around a lot. He loves the stairs. Yeah, stairs are... He was there today, just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're going to kill somebody here. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully the stairs will satisfy his need to hop up on stuff. Like the counter, for example. Hopefully that will curb his appetite. Since the stairs are elevation, they feel like they can climb kind of. Um, so hopefully that will keep him at bay from the kitchen counter. He almost gave me a heart attack today. He Who? he poked his head through the banister, uh -huh. and I was like, don't do it. And then he went to go put his paw through the banister. He was all the way at the top, Yeah. and there's nothing underneath but oh. that drop. I was like, you better. I yelled at him. He's like, oh. <laughs> he put his paw right back. I was like, where the hell do you think you were going? <laughs> he was going to jump down. I was going to land on my feet. Nah. We Mid always do. Midnight is not gracious. <laughs> oh. Midnight is the clumsiest cat I've ever had. Ever. He's the clumsiest cat I've ever had. He's the clumsy clumsiest cat I've ever lived with by far. Uh, he's the clumsiest I've ever seen. He <laughs> It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> he is clumsy McGillicut. He looks great. Like if you catch him in the picture, like, oh, he's oh, beautiful. Gorgeous. Watch him climb up on something where there ain't a lot of room. Right. Or let, watch him come down. Oh, my God. And it's funny because he'll, like, he'll fumble, fall, and then he'll walk away real smooth. Mm -hmm. like he, and he, pigeon toed. He's pigeon toed, so it's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, midnight is human, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Romax, Bulls 4 0. What are your thoughts so far on them and how they are playing? The Bulls <laughs> are 4 0 for the first time in over 25 years, man. I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. I'm excited. People are talking about us again without just making a mockery of the Chicago Bulls. I'm excited. It feels good. I've watched a piece of every single game because I got my uh, my NBA league pass back. And, you know, they, they, they beat Toronto last night, which is not a bum team. But, but, but the Raptors rallied. In the in the last the final minutes of the games, it was it got close. But shout out to the Chicago Bulls. They made they shook things up with adding Demar, DeRozan. He's been doing great. Lonzo Ball has been doing great. Of course, Zach Levine is still a deep threat. And uh, whoosh, 
We got Vucevic up in there, the big man. So we we out here, man. I, w- I really want to see how we do against Western teams because, you know, the Western Conference is tough. So I'm really, you know, looking forward to how we stack up against them, Miami, Atlanta, um, the Bucks, of course, the Nets. Let's see how we let's see how we do against the big boys. We got the Knicks yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So uh we'll see how that goes. The Knicks ain't no punks either. So we'll see. Um but yeah, I'm excited, man. We we the only ones that's four and right now. He's so excited that we missed an appointment yesterday. To we watch did the miss game. an appointment. But that's Sabrina's <laughs> fault. She didn't remember you. I mean, yeah, we both. Yeah, I was kind of into the. I was, I was liking the commentary. Tony's funny when he, he'd be like, "Look at Beard." Oh, Beard, man, Van Vleek <laughs> for the goddamn Raptors was getting on my last nerve, man. But I'm excited, man. I feel good about because the Bears ain't doing it, man. The Bears are three and four. They just got mopped by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So you know. Even though the Chicago Sky just won a championship, shout out to those ladies. But uh, yeah, man, I just need some sports satisfaction in my life, man. Give me something, give me something, man. Uh, but yeah, I'm loyal to my teams. So Hannah J asked, "What are you currently watching?" What am I currently watching? I'm watching Squid Game. Finally, I'm watching Squid Game. I got to do more. I, I got to finish out the episode recaps. Um, but I'm watching Squid Game on episode seven. So I'm almost done. Three episodes left. I got a lot to say about the show. But Squid Game is what I'm viewing. Um, Let me talk about Squid Game real quick for a second, man. No spoilers. Um, Yeah, don't spoil nothing in the the comment section. Please, y'all. He hasn't finished it. So you know they got a core group of actors that you get attached to. Okay? So you got the main guy, right? And then you got his friend, as so-called, he's the, you know, you got his friend that's the golden child of the community. Oh, he's doing well. He's working in America. Oh, he's so smart. You got him in there. You got the pickpocket girl that's so dry. She gets on my goddamn nerves. We get it. You don't care about nothing but your brother. Enough. Dry. Um, You got the tough, the thug with the snake tattoo on his neck. With the grittiest face this side of the Mississippi. You got the Pakistani dude. And you got the old man. And then you got the crazy chick. The crazy broad. That's a broad. You know, I don't call women broads. But that, the crazy girl from Squid Game, that's a broad. I'll allow it. Yeah, she's (laughs) straight broad. Like, she is just a mess. But she's entertaining. I'll tell you that much. Like, when I see her, and I love how she's playing mind games with the thug. Yes. You know, and then you got the undercover cop that's up in the, behind the scenes doing some wild shit in the, in, the, in the Squid Game uniform. So I'm like, yo, it's a lot going on in this show. And it was just funny to see how, you know, once they were like, we want to go home, we want to go home, and everybody voted to go home. And then they went back home, and they was like, man, shit, man. Our real lives ain't shit. Take <laughs> me back to the game. Death is a little appealing right now. Man. <laughs> and to be able to want to go to a game where there's a high probability that you're going to die. <laughs> to where that's the better option. Yes. Like there's a 90% chance you're going to get killed playing these games. And they're going. 
I'll be like, look, man. I'll struggle because the odds, what are the odds that you're going to win everything in this game? And people will be dying horribly. Well, not, I mean, some of them dying horribly. But some is just like yeah. a quick death. And then, but there's a lot going on in Squid Game. I can see why people love it. I get, I get it. Yeah, there's so many different stories Yeah, uh, within the main story. Right. So it's, it's just, it's great. I get the appeal of... Uh, Squid Game. Oh, that girl is dry. Like, you know, I get the appeal of her face, but goddamn, that's a dry-ass face, man. Can we get some emotion? And then we finally got some emotion on one episode. So I was like, oh, thank God. But then it was back to... I love the main guy's face, because you get every emotion from him. Everything. Excitement, sadness, anger. Um, You know, the, the main guy is killing it. Of course she's a model. That's why she got the dry face. A lot of, a lot of models that they love and covet, dry faces. Yeah. They be like serious business. Like, mm. Yo, her Instagram blew. Of course it did, up. man. It's 20 million Look now. at her face. But she's got a great face. I, th- I love her face. Well, man, I just need some emotion within that face. I just don't like dry characters all the time. Like, like dry, like, you know, all the time. Like one note. One note. Unless you could be dry, you can you can be dry, but have multiple notes within the dryness. Uh, damn, Oz asks, "What would one of your Squid Games be? Like, what would be the game that you'd be like, yeah, I got this? You'd be like the old man during tug of war." Oh man, what would my Squid Game be, man? Taboo. If we could play Taboo in a Squid Game format, I'm pretty good at Taboo. Um, Uno, there's not a lot of strategy in Uno, so I really wouldn't. I'm trying to think of games that require some skill. Um, And Taboo requires a skill to where you have to describe this word without using these other words and make it relate to your audience. And I find that I do pretty good on that game. Um... Some of the childhood games we used to play, pencil popping, I might be able to. Uh, spades, I feel like I could hang in there with spades. Uh, pencil popping, though, I could I could do that. The pencil popping game, I don't know if y'all did pencil popping where you take the pencil and you, the other person holding it, then whoever pencil break first, I can come in with the hard pops. You know what I'm saying? Um, My game would be Manhunt. Or hide and seek. Hide and seek. But that would be so scary in Squid Game scenario oh, because the second you're found, you get shot. You get shot. That's crazy. But that's my game. I'd be finding little nooks and crannies to hide into. Man. Or there was this one time where we were playing in my in a old house that my mom used to live in, and the hallway was just long enough for my legs. Like I could put my back on one side mm. and my legs on the other. So I crawled. We were playing in the dark. So I crawled up. So I was hovering in the hallway. So yeah. people were walking underneath me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and they're like, yo, where the hell is Sabrina? I was like, yes. And so when everybody else was found, I dropped down. I was like, ha ha, what the hell? My legs. Did you drop down in front of them? I dropped down, yeah, because they, they weren't facing me. They were facing my grandmother's room. Okay. And when I dropped down, they're like, where the hell were you? I was like, I was up there <laughs> chilling. They're like, what? Show me. And I showed them. And they're like. You should have never showed them. I know. And there was this one time. This is terrible. <laughs> 
I was hiding in a closet. Oh, I remember this story. You know what? I can't even tell. Man, tell them <laughs> the story, man. Oh. All right, I'm gonna tell this story. Yeah. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to edit it a little bit. Um. So yeah, my core was insane, and my legs. Um. So I was hiding in a closet, and I was like, "Oh, they're never gonna find me." And all of a sudden, I'm hearing something, right? And I'm sorry to the person that I'm going to call out right now. I'm hearing something. I'm like, what is that? A generator? Like, what the hell is mm. that? This was a different time because this was in the daytime. So, um, and I'm like, yeah, what the hell is that? And so I'm like, whatever. I just got to hear out for the person walking. Like, I'm hiding behind all these clothing, like all this clothing because there's a walk-in closet. And I'm just like, yo, what the hell is this? Like, the wall is shaking. What is this? So I reach in underneath the clothing behind me and I pull out this huge, mind you, this is not my closet. This isn't none of that. I pull out this huge vibrator. <laughs> I, I accidentally sat on a vibrator and it turned on and I didn't know what I was grabbing. Luckily, I, I grabbed the handle. I threw it up in the air. I ran out the closet and I started screaming like, no. Nah! People ran and they're like, "What happened?" I was like, "This is vibrator." Oh, you when told I tell them you, this vibrator? oh, it was so big, it was it was going across the floor yeah. after that because I threw it up, and when it landed, it was literally. So how many people bore witness to the vibrator? It's like five. Oh my god, spot blown. Yeah, it was, bro. I was like, <laughs> spot blown. Yeah, it was you all crying? bad. It, I was just traumatized. Yeah, because. I was at an age where I knew exactly what it was. You know what I mean? So, like, I was I was older. I wasn't an adult yet, but I was definitely a teen that I was like, by that time, I already knew. And I was just like, it was, it was like, it was so big. I've never seen one that big before. Oh, wow. Since, yeah. huh? No, I've seen one since, but that, oh. that was the first time I've seen that oh, size. Oh, the, the debut? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> it was not my grandmother, guys. My grandmother's a saint. Dorothy Mantooth's a saint. Dorothy Mantooth <laughs> is a saint. Shout out to everybody with vibrators out there, man. I see ya. Nah, Slarita, I need to say no names. That's not snitching. Slarita all about the snitch snitch uh, patrol. <laughs> um, Alana Peters asks, have you seen the new Halloween yet? Oh, yeah. Halloween kills. Um, <laughs> definitely saw Michael Myers. Doing his thing in his bag. It was good to see Michael Myers back in his bag. <laughs> Just doing him. Uh, yeah, saw it. Uh, it. It wasn't the strongest Halloween. Um, people, people are disastrous, okay? Like, they do all this build up, talking all this shit about, yeah, man, we taking back the night. What was that they were chanting? Uh, evil dies evil tonight. Evil dies tonight. They was talking cash shit about Michael Myers. They was like, yeah, man, we ain't scared of him no more. We're going to do this. We're going to beat him up as townspeople. Fail. Trash. I do want to say that Michael Myers is not homophobic. Um, oh, that I don't want to speak for the alphabet mafia, but uh, <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. It was ridiculous for them to say <laughs> Michael Myers was homophobic. In this same movie... <laughs> he killed young people, old people, killed an old black lady, an old white man, killed gay men, women, 
The only the only thing I didn't see him kill was kids. Cause like he rolled up on this one kid and he lived. But cops, civilians, doctors, nurses, anybody could get it. Michael Myers was killing everybody, man. Everybody. So that whole homophobic thing, reach, super reach. Super reach. Because some gay dudes brought his old house. And so he killed him. I mean, what what you think he was going to do? <laughs> now, if he was, if he were to let the gay dudes live, then I would have been like, nah, man. Nah. Uh-uh. Nope. Because then it would have turned into something else. Michael Myers is heterophobic. Mm-hmm. He killed everybody that was straight. He adult-phobic. Uh-huh. Every adult, adult phobic. Oh, because <laughs> he's killing adult. all adults. Mm-hmm. But the movie, the movie was, the movie was bad but entertaining. But I feel like horror movies can get away with that being yeah. being bad because it's still gonna be entertaining. Yeah, because how good are you really gonna be as a slasher flick? Yeah. Well, no, because the first Halloween is pretty goddamn good, well, and so is Scream. Damn Oz said, do you feel like there's a lack of creativity in horror movies or are the characters so huge that they got to keep bringing them back? I have a great answer for that. Go ahead. I feel like uh, you got to keep bringing them back. And Halloween yeah. did it successfully because they brought back the original anta- uh, protagonist. And that gives us a different dynamic. I mean, it's the same dynamic, but it gives us stakes now. Because it's like, yo, Jamie Lee Curtis, when she came back to the franchise, every time she came back to the franchise, outside of Halloween 2, which didn't do as well as the first one, when she came back with H2O, that was the highest grossing Halloween since the first one. And so Jamie Lee Curtis was the key so now you create this story arc that's compelling to the audience. And now we actually care about one of the victims. Like, because, um, you know, when we watch a slasher flick, we already know that most of the cast are expendable. We'd be like, hey, who cares? But now now with Jamie Lee Curtis in the mix, we're like, all right, we care what happens to her. Because, you know, she made it through the first one, the second one, then H2O, and then boom, 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 pow, you know. Even though they they reset it the whole franchise after two, um, but I think that reset actually helped the franchise because it was going getting it didn't go to Jason levels ridiculous. But if people don't work the killer, work the killer. Right. When you when you when you get a good hit in, when you do something legit, work the killer. I can't stress this enough. When you stab Michael Myers with a pitchfork, continue working him. Work him. Get the, get the other furniture involved. Get all kind of other stuff. And keep working. Put the love seat on top of him. Keep working the killer. Make sure the weapon is out of his hand. They didn't work the killer. Keep working him. And spoiler alert. Ooh. Spoiler alert. They didn't keep working Mike. They got him down. Once you get Mike down, you got to take him to the crematorium ASAP. If the whole town is in on this, you got to get the crematorium dude involved in the plans. Like, all right, if we take Michael Myers down, we throwing him in that oven. Throw him in the oven. 
You got to throw them in the oven and lock the hatch. They didn't do it. They thought they did. The last the movie before this. Remember? Yeah, but they, they still they didn't still complete. They didn't sit there and watch him disintegrate. <laughs> right. Get some popcorn. Watch it happen. You can't assume, oh, okay, Michael Myers is down in the basement. He going to burn. No. Because you know the firemen are coming. You know the fire. You know the fire department is coming. That's what they said in the in the trailer. Jamie Lee Curtis are like, no, let it burn. They didn't get the memo. So that's why you gotta you gotta throw everybody in the oven. And then if he survives the cremation, that's when you know for sure. All right, Michael Myers is truly immortal because they still be trying to paint him like he's a regular guy, right. but then he's not. But is he or is he not? We don't, we still don't know. Um, and I don't think there's a lack of creativity in horror movies. If you uh, get a month of, this isn't even a promo, of the app Shudder, you'll see there's so many different mm. horror movies, so many different characters. There's just, and there's so many different kinds of horror movies, you know, um, that, are, that are amazing. Remember the Terrifier? That was uh, a Netflix joint. I was just thinking about that. Yo, me and Tony tried to watch the Terrifier. Well, we watched the Terrifier and it was... Terrifying was terrifying. Terrifying. He oh, really malignant. Took it there. Malignant was a good. Different. Malignant was original. It was very original. It was. It was very original. It was original. It, at, at first, it's bad. It's a yeah. bad movie at first, but then you're like, what? Yeah, the second half, wow. you're like, no one can, no one can predict what's gonna happen no. in that movie unless somebody ruins it for you. Yep. There's no way you could predict, and if you say you predicted it, you're lying. Lying. You're just lying to be like, I, I knew this. Was, I knew that's what it was. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you goddamn didn't. Absolutely not. But that movie didn't do well at the box office. But it was original. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, definitely, definitely see it. It's not like, like OD scary. Do you think it's like, like it's scary, but it's not like. It's it's a not an easy watch. So if you if you don't like horror movies, oh yeah, don't watch don't, it. Don't don't pull up. Uh, don't pull up. Tanya asks, "What about Midnight Mass?" Oh, so I watched Midnight Mass. Finished it. Um, slow start. Super. Super slow start. Midnight Mass was slow city, just like church. <laughs> I w- just like white church actually. Like a like, I, f- I feel like Catholic. If I went to a Catholic service, I feel like I would be bored to tears. No disrespects to my you know Catholics in here, but cat the Catholic Church looks boring. And so, the first few episodes of Midnight Mass, I was like, "Bruh," I was telling Sabrina, "Like, look, man, I'm hanging on by a thread." She's like, "No, hang in there." And then I hung in there, and it got it got more interesting. I was like, "Oh." oh. Oh, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. So now it got to a certain point where I had to see it through to the end. And I saw it through to the end, and it was interesting. Very interesting. It's a downer. Yeah. It's a downer for sure. Definitely. Like, if you down in the dumps, don't watch this. It ain't going to make you feel better. Uh, Shoot, I had this one scene, and it broke me down. I was like, man. I folded all the way up real quick emotionally. But. Um, but it, it was solid though, you know. Uh, I feel like everything's a downer now, so that's not a turn off for me. But I'm just giving y'all the heads up. But Midnight Mass, interesting story, mm-hmm. original. Mm-hmm. Um, so I appreciated that. 
some interesting characters in there. And so Midnight Mass was cool. I give it a I give it about three and a half saxophones out of five. But that slow start is slow, y'all. I'm telling you right now. Mass slow. It's very slow, guys. Oh. Oh. Honorable mention, Hush. If y'all have not seen Hush. Oh, Hush is good. It's by the same. It was the writer or director that we found Writer out. and director. Writer and director. Mike Flanagan? Yeah. And Hush also is dope. Gerald's Game. Gerald's Game. Tony hasn't seen it yet. But it's an interesting watch as well. Because when you put yourself in the main woman. Actually, uh, the main. I'm calling her main woman. But she's definitely somebody we all know. Or Tony knows. Was it, uh, what's Car- Carla. Carla. Carla Gugino. Gugino. Yeah, yeah. When you put yourself in her spot, if you're that type of a person to watch a movie, like, and be like, oh, what if that was me? Then it's a really good watch. Because you're like, yo, what would I do? You got to put yourself in the, in the people's shoes when you watch stuff. Or else you just never connect. You yeah. got to put yourself in the shoes of the, the characters you're watching. What, what would I do? In this situation. Right. So then that, that that makes you more invested in what's going on. Man, what, how would I take that? Mm-hmm. What would I do here? Oh, this. Hush was another one, though, if you put yourself in that. Like, what would I do mm-hmm. if I was deaf and there was somebody coming for me in my own house in the middle of the woods? That sucks, man. Man. Um, that sucks. Nana PX, least favorite vegetable or overrated vegetable? It's <laughs> a thinker. I don't really like cucumbers. Feel that? Not really a big fan of cucumbers. I like pickles though, but cucumbers are just whatever. Um, I'm not a fan of onions, red onions. Um, I do like the flavor that onions provide, but red onions raw, disgusting. Um. Celery. Celery I can deal with. It's not the best, but um most other vegetables though. I don't like I don't like the bean sprouts they put in Asian dishes. Those little long strings of nothing. Just texture. No. I don't like those. Um oh, it was something something they used to put in this one dish that I didn't like either. Um, Kiyomi asked, as a Sigma, what do you think about Amanda Seals wearing letters? She was wearing letters? All right, so let me explain the situation. So her character in Insecure was Mm. wearing letters and people got mad. Uh I think it was AKAs. Correct me if I'm wrong in the the comment section. Um, So... The AK, like somebody was like, uh, she's not even an AKA. This is mad disrespectful. Yeah. What are you doing? So Amanda Seals made a video like, my character is an AKA. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but my character is. And so my character is going to wear the letters. Yeah. So, you know, do you feel like it's that serious where not even movie characters can rock letters if the actor itself? No. That's silly. No, it's that's too silly. much. Yeah, I Wait. thought she was wearing letters on her own steam on her Instagram or something. Then I'd be pissed. Nope. But since it's for a role, no, absolutely not. It's uh, it's acting. It's 
you know. Right. People are priests. People play God. Right. People play cops. Yeah. So we have to stop at letters like. That, yeah. That's, nah, that's that's a stretch. That's ridiculous. That's silly. Uh, I think it's silly to be mad at her for wearing letters within a fictional character's role. No. Oh, apparently, AKA got mad and felt disrespected because they didn't ask for permission. But it's a character. Well, that's that's not something to be mad at Amanda for. You could yeah. be mad at the production, but you know, um, I wouldn't single out Amanda Seals because you know the the yeah. You could be mad that they didn't get permission. Yeah, I feel that one hundred percent. But not be mad at Amanda though. That's silly. Yeah. And so when I feel, I thought you, I thought you had to get permission. To to replicate an actual organization, I thought I thought that had to be done. So I'm surprised that they didn't get permission. Like I'm surprised by that. Oh, this this the <laughs> the plot thickens. Hmm. Cherie Green said, "I think they did ask for permission. The person who was mad didn't even ask that question. It was just a random person on Twitter." Oh man, mad. I know. If you're a random person, man, shut your ass up, man. Yeah. You're ruining everything, man. These, these are not <laughs> documented sources. There's no groundswell. It's just one mad person on Twitter. Hush. Right. Hush. Yeah. Um, it's all about the Zetas any goddamn way. What? <laughs> Zetas are nothing. Um. So this is a really good question. I don't know if you've ever touched up on this, uh, but damn Oz asks, so you think Alec Baldwin shooting was some inside job or re a really bad accident? I think it was a bad ac accident that uh, that apparently is due to negligence on, because I keep hearing, uh, you know, news sources talking about unsafe work environments and that the people were, you know, already kind of up in arms about it anyway. So... I don't think it was an inside job to take out the director or the, the cinematographer. Um, that sounds like a bit of a stretch. I mean, but I, you know, I don't know anything about the victims. Um, and I don't think Alec Baldwin had any intent on, you know, killing somebody or anything like that. But, man, it's, it's a sad situation, man. I can't imagine... Um, you know, causing the death of somebody, even even for an accident like that, that's man. My heart goes out to the families of the uh, the cinematographer that lost her life, and then you know, my heart goes out to Alec Baldwin as well because you know it was an accident, and you can't be that sloppy when you know when you're a production. You got to make sure you know shit ain't no live rounds in the in the guns, man. So. It just sucks. Like I think about the guy too that that fired the bullet that killed Brandon Lee back in the day on the Crow, and like how that affected him. And like you know, it's just it's tough, man. I'm like, damn. And then the internet making jokes about it already. I'm like, everything don't have to be a joke, y'all. Right. I mean, every everything don't have to be a joke. And it, this, this is one of those instances where. I'm not going to tell people what to make jokes about, but it's just like, are you this desperate to be funny? That's one of those situations where are you this desperate to be funny and current and topical that you you have to make a joke about this quick? You, you, you have to be the first one in. 
And for me, that's just like there's there's no funny meat on the bone for that for that uh, you know situation. For me, me personally, there's there's just no no funny meat on the bone right there. I'm just like, God damn, man, sucks. Heart goes out though, sure. Let's do uh, a couple more questions and then mm. I'm wrap this hoe up. Do you watch Tiny Desk concert, J. Romax? If so, what are your what are some of your favorites, or who would you like to see do one? I don't really watch the Tiny Desk concerts on a regular basis. I keep coming back to the common one. Um, I like that common Tiny Desk performance. I love Moo Moo's uh, performance on there. I always uh, repost her her set on uh, from that Tiny Desk. I've reposted it a couple times because I really. I feel like she killed it on there. Um, but uh, I don't watch it on the regular, surprisingly. Um, but I do I do love Tiny Desk. I respect what they what they got going, what they're doing. So I would say the one I pay attention to the most is probably the one with Common because I keep going back to it for whatever reason. Um, but, yeah, Tiny Desk is dope, though. So great. Absolutely dope. The um, I do one is. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Um, I feel like it was another one that I kept coming back to. But yeah, man, Tiny Desk is awesome. Amazing. Awesome. Also the Kirk Franklin one I love. No, I, I watched that one a lot. One <laughs> it's so funny. I was like, Yeah, I haven't seen that. The way I'd be watching, I'd be like, Yeah. Yeah, I've in. been hearing about the Anderson Pack one. Um yeah. uh they talk about that one all the time. I did see clips of that too, by the way. I've seen clips of like several different Tiny Desk performances, though. <laughs> Kiyomi asks, what's a childish thing that you still do? Exist. Yeah. I feel ch- I feel childish in a lot of things. Um, I don't know. Um, well, I feel like, look, I'm going to tell you from an outsider who watches yeah, your every day day the day existence day. and mm-hmm. this is but this is all stuff that i love and appreciate about you because mm-hmm. one thing about me that i love about tony is that his inner child has not gone anywhere and that's super important to me but the way you the way you still you know enjoy cartoons mm-hmm. you play video games every day like you play your little handheld all mm-hmm. the time the handheld shout out to me for putting the games in <laughs> um your excitement over just simple stuff like going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, your your excitement for things like eating. <laughs> you have like a childlike excitement for food. Um, uh, oh, there's just so much about you that's just. It's just your excitement, period. Like when you get excited, you become this little kid. From that standpoint, I have a lot of childish ways. I was yeah. thinking, I was thinking with the question, I was thinking uh, of like childish you know that's childish but i definitely see myself as a man child overall in a good way yeah like you know i'm definitely i've never let go of you know my little excitement over things and like you know my my imaginative mind and like you know um i've never let go of that because adulthood it has its benefits but it's boring i got it mm. The childish thing that you do is call people out for their fumbles. 
The oh, way you do it is mad yeah. childish, bro. I'd be <laughs> like, man, shut up. Yes. Because <laughs> it, it's annoying for some people. If they're just trying to get through their conversation, they get through their sentence. This, <laughs> the second they fumble, it, no, put a pause yes. in it. Let's, let's address this. Let's unpack <laughs> the fumble you just had. Yes, definitely childish on that front. Um. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's so, it's so. Ridiculous. For sure. Um, shoes, childish about like dress shoes. Oh, dress shoes make me laugh, man. <laughs> Hard bottoms, so funny to me, man. I'm childish, like when I'm in the, when I'm in church, <laughs> and the pastor's up there bombing. I'm childish in how I react to that. Like if they born and I don't connect, even even at my son's memorial service. Oh my God. Mid emotions. Mm. Pastor was up there not connecting, not correlating. I'm looking, I'm looking around. I'm looking at my brother-in-law in the back. I'm just like, <laughs> what's he talking about, man? I'm childish on that front. It's yeah. Childish move. Definitely. We're we're definitely childish when we see something that like mm-hmm. like we both see it at the same time and we react at the same yeah. time like we'll see like it could be like a, the way somebody wears their shirt if somebody's clearly wearing yeah. like a toupee like an <laughs> outfit like the way somebody's walking we'll be like we was childish about that man walking yesterday in the walmart <laughs> parking lot i was like man look at his walk right here he had this funny walk yo it was and it was it was just the fact that he's he's like he was very straight. He was yeah. very upright, but it seemed like he like threw his feet in front of him. Mm-hmm. His <laughs> legs was moving fast. <laughs> With the, re- the top of his body was just chill. The top of his body didn't match the speed as his legs was walking. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the childish stuff. Definitely childish on that front, man. Uh if I'm if you put me in super serious environments that don't involve a, a tragedy. But it's just like a super serious, tight ass environment. I get silly. Yeah. And so I'm childish on that tip as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That's another thing I appreciate because I can't be too serious for too long because yeah. then I get like itchy. I'd be like, bro, yeah, really? it's, just, it's too tight in there. Man. But even in tragedy, yeah, jokes it, jokes are still being. But it has to be my tragedy yeah. for me to crack jokes. Oh yeah, absolutely. On, on tra- like 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 I was just say like the Alec Baldwin thing. There's nothing funny about that for me. No. But, you know, within my own personal tragedy about, you know, losing Serene, I've joked several times about several different things. So it's like. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. The um, childish ways. And really one of the most asked questions that we could really end off with is uh, can we have a music movie night? Where you just play music. Oh, shit. Don't promise That's me a good time. Yes. Miss Poetry, Marie Millie. Oh, I don't want to put Miss Poetry accent? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> of course we can do that. Man, I can't wait to get back to the Patreon content, man. As soon as we set it up in the crib, I can't wait. I can't wait, y'all. Movie nights, music nights. We doing this. But y'all be dipping. People be dipping out when I just go to the music, though. But who cares, man? You know what I'm saying? There'll still be a few of y'all left in there. It's Lorita, man. You're going to have to get in on that guitar solo on Voyage to Atlantis. You're going to have to embrace it. I'm childish, too, about if people don't appreciate what I appreciate. Mm. 
I could be childish about that sometimes. Mad childish. Yeah. Bro. Like, I could be like, man, you ain't feeling this. And then I'll just keep coming back to it. But I think most people do that. You ain't feeling this. Oh and then they God. come back to it. Like, well, you know. Sometimes I'm scared to tell Tony, like, if he's really into something, I'll be like, oh, it's all right to me. Because he'll be like, who am I with? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina don't like nothing that's popping. Well, Cause not everything popping is popping. She be she she one of the people <laughs> like it wasn't all that to me. She she takes pride in that. Surprisingly, she likes Squid Game. Oh, I love Squid Game, and that's yeah. popping. And you, and you, yeah. Well, a lot of the shows I get. Yeah. Um, some shows I'm just like, eh. Movies, some movies I'm like, meh. <laughs> but you're like that too. There was that one action movie that you watched that you're like, meh. What I forgot what it was with a uh, Tom Holland. I don't know if it was an action movie, but you were just like... Tom Holland was in it? I think he was in it. Somebody was in it. Or Chris Pratt. Oh, probably Chris Pratt. Oh, The Tomorrow War? Is that it? Is that the one that you're like, meh? Was it something that was hyped up? Yeah. I forgot who was in it, but I just remember you watched it and you're like, that's not Was it streamed? Oh, you know who was in it? Uh, Thor. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah, I think it was a Chris Hemsworth movie. The, it was the, mad action. I like that one. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, that was I dope. Knew, I knew there was one of them that you like. Meh. Oh, that one was good. Oh. Yeah, yeah I like that one. I'm going to crawl back. The way they shot the action sequences was crazy. Um, but I'm trying to think of something, something that they hype. And I don't mean hype up as far as promo. I mean the the people talking yeah. on the hype up. Because you know promo, going, they got to hype everything. Right. Music-wise, you... You're out on a lot of hyped up stuff. Because we were talking about little baby. Yesterday. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get the little baby craze. <laughs> Y'all feeling the way I said Thor? I don't get I don't get the, the little baby wave. I mean he's cool, but I just don't get the little baby that that one. I'm like, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I don't really you know, I'm not there yet. You know, but but when it comes to music, though, there's a lot of people on these, with these hits that I'll just be like, nah. Shit, even Drake half the time. Like, you know, I'll be going through his album. It'd be Skip City for me. But y'all would be like, oh, his new album is a classic. I'll be like, mm, is it? Is it? Um. Oh, miss me. Yeah, I'm coming back to the challenge show when I get my feet together. I've been easing back into everything work-related. The reason I went back to stand-up so fast after Serene passed was because I actually need stand-up. That's a, that's a huge part of who I am. It's just, you know, it, it's my therapy, really. Like, uh, even though I haven't gone to therapy yet, I feel like it won't do more than what stand-up does for me. Because um, with stand-up, I can talk about Saran on stage and, and you know, but it's that flow of energy that I get from stand-up. So I had to go back to that. If I didn't go back to stand-up, I would be, I probably wouldn't even be doing this right now. I would probably just be at the house moping around, eating. Um, so uh, why do I even get on this topic? Oh, oh, oh so I'm easing show. back into everything else. So. The challenge show, the stuff we shooting uh, for uh, Kevin on stage studios. I'm I'm gonna come back to all that, um, but I just got I just got to do it in sections. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just been working through it. So thankfully, you know, I've still been able to do stand up, 
Um, so that, that's been my saving grace out here. And I'm easing back into daddy issues and then verbal cardio, and then that's going to bleed into the other stuff I want to get done. And then I'll come back to voiceover soon, too. I've been easing back into that. I did a new voiceover yesterday. So I'm easing back into the voiceovers. And I feel I feel y'all. You say we ain't, uh, Tanya say, we ain't rushing. Y'all not rushing me, man. Y'all giving me, if anything, people are amazed that I'm even doing anything at this at this stage in the game. But, um, yeah. So, but I'm going to ease back into everything else. I love y'all too, man. I'm feeling the love, Sandy. Appreciate y'all. Um, anyway, we out. Hopefully next week we'll have a guest again. Who we, who we? Uh, next week. We got next week. We've got, we got my calendar. The good old calendar. Oh, snap. Next week is November, y'all. Uh, Dang. <laughs> it will be Tone Bell. Oh, Tone Bell, TB. Yeah. yeah. So he's good. I know it's been a lot of double um, dutch. He said that he yeah he said he's good. Yesterday he confirmed okay. if he if he backs up we just beat him up the way he did. Uh, so we do. Uh, <laughs> we got Tone Bell on the show next week. Um, but yeah, y'all. So appreciate y'all for listening. Appreciate y'all, the patron saint crew, for being in here. Uh, the constant support. I want everybody to, to go check out older episodes of Verbal Cardio. I really want I really want y'all to watch the episodes where I have a guest. D Smoke, Murs, Hannibal Burris, and DJ High Tech. I really want y'all to tune in to those episodes. Watch them, rewatch them, watch them again. Um, but I really want y'all to really tune in to those episodes and get to know the guests that I bring on because they're great. So uh pull up to those. Uh, I love y'all passionately. Shout out to my producer extraordinaire, Sabrina Sith. Yeah. Sabrina Castro. What you going by, man? You dropping you the Sith? You ask me this all the time. We're just going to go with Castro. Castro. Yes. Sabrina Sith Castro. You know, people be having mm. that in their Wikipedia. I mean, you ain't got no middle name. You could I, technically. I don't have a middle name. You could make that the middle name if you bought that life. Nah, mm. Disney would be like, nah, son. Would they? I don't know. I'm scared of Disney. Yeah. Sith? I'm I'm playing with fire using Sith. I'd be scared of them. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Cause that wasn't already an established name before Star Wars. So it's tough, man. Yeah. Anyway, y'all. Um, we out of here. Um Do I have anything else to announce? Uh oh, that's a that's a hoodies. Oh, it's hoodie season. So I got the Gerald hoodies and the uh Skibbity Pab hoodies on sale right now. So get them right now. Click the link in my bio. Go to Tony Baker Haberdasheries. Get yours. And um, if you're going to be in Austin, Texas, I'll be out there this week, Thursday and Friday, four shows, two Thursday, two Friday. Pull up to that, the Vulcan Gas Company. Tickets are available now. Click the link in my bio, man. Sorry I had to switch the dates. I apologize. Um, anyway, y'all, thanks for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio. Boom.